Part 1 Inspiration You can't have everything. Where would you put it? Stephen Wright. Chapter 1 Live and Let Die. Today I choose to forgive instead of holding on to resentments. Today I choose to see everyone with the eyes of love. Unknown. There are very few times in my life when I have truly lived an inspirational quote. And by very few, I mean only once. We can't all be Deepak Chopra, but if we strive for at least one spiritual incentive, we may not need Ambien to sleep or chew off nail polish with our teeth. I can't profess to always be able to see people with the eyes of love. Well, maybe John Stamos, circa 1992. There have been people I wished unholy harm to facial disfigurement and genital boils, those sort of things. I'm not proud of it. But I also don't think I'm alone here. Everyone has their pipe dreams. As you're listening to this, take stock of the times you considered slashing your boss's tires or putting laxatives in the birthday cake of your diabolical sixth grade math teacher. In high school, did I ponder hiring a prostitute with chlamydia to sip from the same Sprite bottle as a woman who cheated on my father and embezzled all his money? Yes, I did. But I didn't execute it, mostly because I didn't know how to find a hooker. I hope there's now an app for that. And I had about 40 bucks. But of all the many people who have emotionally harmed me, failed me, or not cast me in a movie of the week, there is one who remained my arch foe for years. I didn't actually know her, but that didn't deter me from eating every crumb of beastly gossip that was handed to me by a third person twice removed. Daphne was an actress in Los Angeles. Although she and I were the same age, we were different types. She was statuesque, brunette, and fetching to my slight, pale, and non offensive sex appeal. We didn't run in the same circles. My circle was a bowl of incestuous improv actors who ate their feelings and were encased in insecurity and sexual ambiguity. Daphne's circle was a halo of meticulously scrubbed thespians who were gently kissing success on the lips. On any given weeknight, I could be found eating cold enchiladas with my three legged dog, Racer, while Daphne enjoyed inebriance and giddiness about on set mishaps with a cast of friends. And months later, she too heard the trumpeting horns of the marching band of fame heading right for her. She was cast in a hit sitcom. You have to understand that being a 20 year old actor in LA is much like being part of a flock of hungry, begrimed pigeons in the park. And once in a blue moon, someone walks by and throws three sunflower seeds. There is a vicious skirmish, an explosion of feathers, and out of the frenzy, one bird ascends up to a ranch style house in the hills with a small infinity pool and their own leased BMW and a photo shoot for InStyle Magazine, back page. The other pigeons yearn for the seed carrying bird to be decapitated by a telephone wire. Wait, this story's making me look bad, not Daphne. Did I mention she had big boobs? I suppose that's not an atrocious characteristic. Let's just assume, for the sake of the story, that she bit the heads off kittens and screamed at babies, the sick ones in the hospital with sad eyes, orphan babies. As luck would have it, Daphne worked in a show with my then boyfriend, a writer who, in his youth, went to an all boys school and would have smashed into a parking meter if someone like the divine Daphne from the Catholic girls' school even looked at him. So there she was with her lithe body, prancing on set with her script and her nefarious boobs. Nefarious boobs, nefarious boobs. Right, I said that. My boyfriend decided to use her as chum in the bloodied waters of my own insecurity. Daphne's so needy, she's always coming on to me. Or Daphne sleeps with all the writers so she gets a better storyline, he would tell me. 
Well, as a dignified and unemployed actor, I was horrified by the cunning tricks of this minx. She was a slut who bit off kittens' heads. How dare she sully the reputation of all other refined actresses who are horizontal on casting agents' shag rugs with their legs up in the air, doing their best to gain employment in Hollywood. I would catch explicit images of her on magazine covers, clutching her exposed breasts with a surprised look as if to say, I didn't realize there was a crew, hair, and makeup, lighting, and a photographer here. And walking the red carpet? Well, she did fill out a dress, and she was a walking advertisement for doing Taibo. But as my mother would say, she leaves nothing to the imagination. And I'm not saying that just because she was a teenage model in Paris, and I was an overweight gal in gunny sack dresses and jelly sandals. I broke up with the writer boyfriend for reasons you'll find in my first book, Alley in Wonderland, New York Times bestseller, still available on Amazon.com, and rented a bungalow in Santa Monica. Okay, so here's where Daphne radiates in all her deviltry. The day after I left my boyfriend, she showed up at our house, well, now only his house, in a Superman t-shirt without a bra. Not even 24 hours, and she drives over to seduce my once man who was still face down on the sofa. She didn't even allow him a grieving period. Plus, everyone knows you don't pinch a guy whose ex-girlfriend is jealous of you. Yes, I left him, but what a strumpet. 